The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Department of Justice officials have called into question a golden visa scheme for millionaire investors as the government prepares to decide on the future of a programme which has recently been dominated by Chinese participants. The Immigrant Investor Programme opens residency in the state to non-Europeans with at least €2 million in personal wealth. They are, in return, required to invest €1 in an Irish business or to make a 500,000 philanthropic donation or a 400,000 donation in in certain cases. The number of Chinese applications reached 1,275 last year, with only 41 applications from the rest of the world. Now, Arthur Beasley, uh, who is current affairs editor of the Irish Times, has been writing about it in uh, today's Irish Times, uh, both on the front page and inside the paper, and he joins me now. Arthur, good morning. Good morning to you, Pat. We spoke before about this immigrant investment programme, but for those who are not familiar with it, you might remind us of what it's designed to do. Well, Pat, this came in uh, in 2012. The state was still in the grip of uh, the financial crisis at the time after the banks crashed. It was starved of investment, and this program was designed to spur investment in in the state by opening residency in the state, as you've said, to people who would invest either 1 million euro in an Irish company or an approved fund, 2 million euro in some cases, or make a philanthropic, philanthropic donation of half a million euro, or 400,000 if the if that donation was linked to other donations going into the same charity. Mm. Um, the philanthropic donation, that's quids in. I mean, you put the money in, you don't get it back. It's uh, literally a gift. That's um, it. In the case of the one million invested, how long does it have to remain invested in an Irish company or fund? Because there was a scandal in Britain where people were investing... Uh, you know, today and three weeks later, they were able to take it out and yet qualify for the benefits of the scheme. Well, the, the, rule, the rules here are quite clear and the money has to go in for three years. And that gives residency then for three years. And uh, as I understand it, I think that that investment can then be rolled over and the residency can be prolonged as well. Mm. The kinds of outfits that have benefited from uh, the the Chinese investment, and it is predominantly Chinese in the last while, uh, what sort of beneficiaries have there been? Well, there's a, there's a, 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 this is information that is very, very hard to uh, glean. Uh, I made a freedom of information request to the Department of Justice, and it declined to reveal who the beneficiaries of Irish residency were, and it declined also to reveal who the beneficiaries of the money uh, coming into the now, country did it give were, a reason? Yeah, did it, sorry for interrupting you, Arthur. Did it give a reason for this reluctance um, to share? Commercial sensitivity was cited, and that consideration uh, in the determination made by the department, uh, that consideration overruled the uh, consideration around public interest and transparency. So you went a digging. Indeed. And, uh, I mean, information is available, but you have to find it. There's information in the company's office, filings of accounts, mortgage information as well. There's also some information in the charities uh, regulator. Charities are required to make annual submissions to the regulator. And there's a little bit of information as well on the lobbying.ie website, which is the forum for statutory, statutory declarations for people who are lobbying the government for uh, to make a case about any particular matter policy matter they are required to uh, declare it on this website. So there is information out there, uh, but the, the government certainly is not for, deli- for revealing it 
uh, straight away. So, uh, what did you discover? Well, I mean, a, a number of uh, prominent charities have benefited from the scheme. Um, uh, most prominently, it seems to me, iCare is a social housing charity. The leader of iCare is David Hall. He's the mortgage debt campaigner. And he told me uh, last week that the charity had uh, so far received 40 million euro in endowments uh, via the, uh, the Immigrant Investor Programme and will be applying next month to, uh, for approval to receive another 40 million. And that is money it, deplo- it deploys in the provision of social yeah. housing. Now, is this uh, part of the philanthropic uh, end of the scheme? I mean, there's no way in which they could take 40 million invested and give a return or else hand no, back the, the 40 million. These are, the, the, these are endowments. These are endowments. However, he did say that the charity, like other beneficiaries, uh, in order to secure the money that it pays a commission and that those commissions uh, paid by iCare are a, they average 20% of the value of the money coming in. So who are they paying this commission to? Well, the commission goes to uh, agents and brokers who, uh, he, who, who operate in China, essentially uh, finding people who have, who have such money to invest or to endow and then who essentially who bring it to the beneficiaries in countries such as Ireland. Okay, so if they get half a million, which is what is required as a, a, a philanthropic donation, uh, they only get 400 because someone else in China gets 100 grand. Uh, the situation in iCare, as, uh, as stated by David Hall, is that the, uh, that the charity gets all of the money, all of the endowment, and then it borrows money from allied Irish banks, he said, to pay the commission to the broker or agent. Okay, but it doesn't matter that the net effect is that of the 500 grand that is given by a Chinese benefactor, that only 400 uh, accrues to the charity because if they have to borrow 100, they owe 100. Um, It doesn't matter what the rate of interest, it might be very beneficial, but still, they owe 100 to AIB, they get 500 in, the net benefit to them is 400 and someone in China gets 100 grand. Um, that's, a broker. Well, that is as it has been explained. Okay. Now, David Hall, I mean, he's often on the programme and he's very upfront about everything he does, whether it's running his ambulance business or doing charitable stuff for the mortgages. Uh, so I'm delighted that he's as upfront with you when you ask the question as he is about most other matters that he talked to us about. Anyone else come up uh, upfront about what they're doing and how they're benefiting? Well, the, the Peter McVeary Trust said that they had received €4 million Euro in endowments um, from the IIP programme. That is at one-tenth the level uh, secured by iCare. Uh, Trinity College Dublin, which declined to answer any questions about this, uh, it, uh, it publishes on its website the minutes of its audit committee. And uh, the minute of an audit committee meeting a year ago show that the university has received almost 15 million euros, 14.75, I think was the exact figure, via Immigrant Investor Programme endowments at that time. Now, um, the university won't discuss what the money is used for, neither will it discuss who the agent is that, uh, that it works with uh, in bringing that money into the university. 
Is this the way they all work? I mean, maybe we can talk to the Peter McVeary Trust and find out whether they pay an agent to go huckstering on their behalf in China for philanthropic donations. I mean, the whole thing is a bit unseemly, I have to say, on the face of it, that you've got guys in China who are hustling to get wealthy investors to give money in exchange for residency. It, it, it doesn't sit well, and it, indeed it doesn't sit well with officials in the department. Well, the uh, the fact is that there is, uh, because there is no uh, public declaration of who is getting what from whom, there is certainly no transparency over this scheme. And this is a scheme which essentially, uh, in which you have a public good, something that be, can be granted only by the government, being exchanged uh, in return for money, essentially. And the beneficiaries are companies are charities, and some of them indeed in the public sector, uh, to which universities. Now, I mean, there are companies as well, and um, uh, I mean, Bartra, which is a large development company, uh, it declares on its website that it has received uh, more than 200 million via this uh, program. There's another developer in Dublin called Fitzwilliam Group, which has received tens of millions according to its website. There is the Irish Diaspora Loan Fund, uh, which uh, is another organization, the former Taoiseach John Bruton is on the board of that organization. Uh, it says that it has received up to 100 million. When it, you look at its latest files accounts, um, it, it would appear that there, were, there was 48 million had been received um, in 2021. Accounts for 2022 yeah. are yeah. not yet available. But at least they're up front. All of these organisations who are talking about it are, are saying, look, we're getting this money. We're not ashamed to say it. Um, but the department won't kind of respond in a similar vein. Well, no, it was certainly not via the, the FOI procedure. And uh, the such material as was made available uh, contained uh, very large and very prominent redactions with only uh, a, a few lines here or there in assorted files um, not deleted. But those lines, if you like, uh, from these files that were submitted to Helen McEntee in the Department of Justice last year um, are revealing in their own way. Yeah. And they show that the minister was advised on uh, three occasions that m most of the applicants for approval at this point, they're all from China, and then in um, mo most were from China, and then in September the minister was advised that if applications uh, continue to come in at the rate uh, seen up to that point last year, they'd be looking at having a thousand applications for the scheme. That turned out to be really quite the understatement uh, because the, the number was uh, well in excess of 1,275 from China and only 41 from the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and a final question is about real estate investment trusts, I mean, uh, which are nice money makers for all of those who get involved. I mean, do they qualify for this scheme? Uh, really say they do indeed. The minimum investment required is two million in these cases. So uh, you you would have to ask if you were a, a very wealthy person from wh whatever country uh, out there outside the European Economic Area, why why would you put two million into something to gain Irish residency when the same residency can be uh, received in return for a one million investment elsewhere? If it's purely yeah. to gain Irish residency. 
um, it would seem that the Real Estate Investment Trust uh, would be uh, lesser in terms of its yeah. attractiveness yeah, because but it, you, you have to spend twice the money. You know? Yeah, but it is a nice little earner, uh, REIT, isn't it? <laughs> um, if, the shares are going, if the shares are going up, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Arthur, for joining us. Arthur, writing about this in the Irish Times uh, pretty extensively today. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.